You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father James Gross joined by Father Jason Leffer, priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And you had mentioned the number of years that we have been in the business, so to speak. Our 24th anniversary is coming up this summer on uh, the 5th of June, the Memorial of St. Boniface. So it's, it's, it's hard to believe, you know, when you turn the page to a new calendar year, there are all of these new uh, proportions of how long ago things have been. Um, so uh, we're, 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 we're closer to to the death which means we're closer to the resurrection as well <laughs> there you go well that's <laughs> thank you for clarifying you that bet. yes that no, gives looking whole... for the hopeful thing in it. yes yes let's find the silver lining in the cloud <laughs> definitely so we had a great uh, first hour here we finally found out what on earth a pimpernel is as we were talking about that wonderful work of literature and uh, we have a couple of great interviews coming up if you've just joined us thank you uh, for tuning in to real presence live whatever you're up to if you're uh, in the vehicle or going about your workday. We're so glad that you are joining us. And we have with us for our next guest uh, a lady from the University of Mary, Dr. Carmelita Lamb. Uh, welcome to Real Presence Live. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm just, I'm just thrilled to be able to spend a little bit of time with you this morning. This is a great program that we're going to be talking about as we look at some of the the needs, the acute needs that many, especially of our small towns throughout the region, are facing, which I think just about anybody through our listening area would be able to relate to. Before we dive into that, could you please uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, I'd love to. So, um, as you mentioned, my name is Carmelita Lamb, and I'm the Associate Dean here at the Liffrick Family School of Education and Behavioral Sciences. I've been with the University of Mary for just about 10 years, and during that time, uh, I've been able to witness so many wonderful um, opportunities for students that the university has been able to offer through different funding streams and scholarships, and it's just been a, a very joyful time in my career to be here at University of Mary. And Dr. Lamb, I know we're, we're going to get into this, this topic here, but I kind of want to ask a, more of a general question to kind of kick this off. That It's something like as a priest that I, I always kind of struggle with a bit. And I, so as a priest, there's, and I know you're, you're in, the, in the mental health sciences. You're, that's your background. You, th- this is your world that you're in. And so like as a priest, like kind of on the ground, the front line, uh, very frequently, all too frequently, um, I'll end up dealing with people who are struggling with you know, severe mental illnesses or challenges. And you know, they tend to kind of get attracted to the religious aspect of things as well, too. And I, and I always, what I'm looking for from you is just a word of hope. That's what I'm looking for. Because I, I think as a priest, it might be one of the most challenging areas that I deal with. And I, it, I tend towards hopelessness with it. Because you know, if somebody comes to you with a broken leg, well, okay, we go to the physician, it might take, maybe it's going to take two months or something, but we can, we can help you, we can heal you. But in the area of, of mental affliction, it, it seems like there, I always tend towards hopelessness because it seems like you can't fix it, you can't make it, there's things you can do to address it, but it's like you can't like magically make it go away. Can, can you give me or our listeners just kind of a word of hope this morning that, that as in, in the world of faith, the world of church, the world of mental sciences, that we're making some kind of progress to help people. Thank you so much. Well, first to be clear, uh, I've worked 
here at the School of Education Behavioral Sciences primarily as an administrator and also as a mentor and chair for our graduate studies in education and leadership. Um, my, my purpose with regard to the ACCESS program, which is a, uh, a program that we wrote to the Department of Education to support mental health in our state, was a collaboration between myself and those individuals within our school who work in the capacity of clinical mental health and K-12 um, counseling and mental health. So when we look at uh, the types of things that we see within our population of children right now, we see that um, there's a, 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 an uptick of anxiety. There is an uptick of um, feelings that they do not have worth, that they are not um, seen as being um, seen as being able to accomplish things. And those feelings may come from their home environment. They may come from their, uh, their time in the K-12 environment, you know, in the classrooms and, and with playgrounds and whatnot. And, and so many things add to the way that children perceive themselves and their worth within their, within their sphere, within the way in which they navigate their families and friends, those types of anxieties tend to escalate over time when they're not addressed at the onset. And for so many children, the first opportunity for them to have help, to have outreach, to address their wellness is in school. School provides an outlet for children for so many things. This is where we find out many times that children have vision impairments or hearing impairments or uh, speech language. A lot of times it's the school that is, yeah. becomes that first alert. Unfortunately, right now with the situation across our state and collectively the nation, that first alert is not available to so many children with regard to mental well-being. And um, it's something that we've recognized here at the University of Mary. We've, we've thought about what can we do to enhance the opportunities for children to get the help that they need, or at least to be able to talk someone to someone to be able to share what they're feeling, you know, to be heard. Um, that that's such a critical first step and not being heard over time only increases that anxiety and then it leads to behaviors that can be very self-harming right and that's that's where we have to be able to to intervene to be able to provide support in addition to those uh, psychological and spiritual needs, uh, just as a tangent, I remember visiting with a friend of mine who had been an administrator in an elementary school um, in a sort of economically depressed area, and he talked about how, to the extent that they could, they tried to budget in the hot lunch program to have a little bit heartier meal on a Friday, um, and, and also a heartier meal, whether it be breakfast or lunch on a Monday, knowing that a lot of these kids would be coming home 
into a setting where there might be, you know, hardly any food in the house or having to fend for themselves or not really much for nutritious needs, you know, in order to at least uh, augment, you know, kind of their, their daily routine. And that's one of those things that a lot of people, I think, might not even, you know, be mindful of, but it was a way of his uh, extending compassion and being aware of the, the settings that these kids find themselves in. Um, well, we're going to step aside in just a couple of minutes here, but I wanted to introduce, first of all, this uh, exciting grant opportunity that the University of Mary has uh, been given. You had mentioned the name ACCESS, which is an acronym, Accelerated Counseling Education for Student Success. So tell us a little bit about this grant and how financially um, it is being made possible for the University of Mary to do what it's doing. Well, in brief, the ACCESS program was something that we we named that here at the University of Mary, but I was I was on a feed where I was um, just looking at different grant opportunities that were coming through, and this one caught my eye. I looked at what the federal government was offering with regards to uh, a funding opportunity, and I thought, you know, the University of Mary is poised to serve in this way. They were looking for a, an institution who would lead in providing clinical mental health and K-12 counseling in our rural communities, which are the most isolated and in need of this particular service. And so North Dakota is, is primarily a rural state. We all know that. And in that way, I thought, this is, this is the answer. This could, be, this could be a deal breaker for those school districts who are struggling right now. And the uh, specific amounts, from what I understand, are um, a $6 million grant uh, dispersed over five years, $1.2 million each year over a five-year um, sequence, uh, according to the news release that was printed off just a, a few days ago. What kinds of things, practically speaking, uh, does that money help to uh, make happen? What we can do with that type of support is be able to reach out into our communities and, and talk to administrators in rural farming, ranching, tribal communities and say, who there in your community who you know is deeply invested in their farm, in their ranch, in their tribal homelands, who there do you see that would step up and enter into this program, which is a two-year program, fully supported, absolutely at no cost to them, and become a counselor to go back into your farm and ranch or tribal community and serve. Because administrators trying to recruit into these rural, remote communities have no options, and many of them have just given up. They've, they've put advertisements up for many, uh, many years and have, don't even have an application. But if they look into their building, if they look within their community and see someone who would want to step up into this leadership and serve those children, the University of Mary has an opportunity for them that essentially removes all cost barriers. There, for an individual that comes into this program, it is fully funded. In other words, all tuition, all books, all fees, all licensure exams, professional development, it's fully covered. So I, I can't imagine of a better opportunity for someone to serve those children than this one. 
And we'll be diving into some more of the details regarding that program as we are visiting with Dr. Carmelita Lamb, uh, the Associate Dean of the Lifrig uh, Institute there for um, Education and Behavioral Sciences at the University of Mary in Bismarck. We will continue this conversation right after a short break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however. And I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name. You do not have to put their full name. You can put initials or a first name or even a nickname. But I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a Mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site, list them there, and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In the Old Testament, Joshua confronts the Israelites as they prepare to leave their life in the desert to enter the Promised Land. He knows that the negative influences of Egypt and the surrounding Canaanite peoples are strong, and so he gives them a choice. Worship either the idols of the land or the one true God who delivered them from the land of Egypt. But why would the Israelites choose false idols over a God whose power they witnessed so clearly? Worshiping the God who performs so many clear signs seems like the obvious choice, right? But Joshua knew that the lures of the world had already blurred their vision. Sound familiar? We too are pressured to fit in for the sake of success in this world. Joshua did not waver. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Which God will you choose today, the gods of the land or the one true God? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father James Gross, joined by Father Jason Leffer, priest from the Diocese of Fargo, coming to you from our Grand Forks uh, studios. And for those within the uh, Red River Valley and the Diocese of Fargo, as well as Crookston, we'd like to just remind you of an important event that's going to be coming up early next month on Monday, February 6th, I believe is the date. Uh, The um, uh, banquet in Fargo will be held with Dr. Ralph Martin as the keynote speaker uh, for Real Presence Radio. So if you go to our website, realpresenceradio.com, you'll be able to find more information on that. Again, you know, Father Gross, I know for you and I, we're, it's, I look forward to this every year. This is really exciting. We, you go yes. there, there, there's a thousand of 
the most faithful people in the whole area under one roof. You have this dynamic speaker. It's, it's kind of like coming home week. You know, you, you come home and it's, it's a yearly touch point with former parishioners from faraway parishes for, to friends and acquaintances across the way. And every time I, I leave going back home from the event, I'm just, I'm so inspired. I'm just like, yes. you're so grateful. You're so filled with gratitude, thanksgiving. And, and it, it encourages you to uh, be a generous Christian. I mean, it really does, and and to be inspired, looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. You know. it, it it's a sort of a reunion, and there's always somebody who pops up who you may not have been anticipating, or it's been a long time, and you're so grateful for having had that encounter. You know, off air. So we're we're visiting here with uh, uh, Dr. Lamb from the University of Mary regarding this opportunity for um, becoming educated, become a counselor, to go back to the local communities uh, to assist in the. Um, especially the the mental field or issues that people are having and we were talking off air about the influence of the university of mary you know and and uh i was teasing dr lamb a little bit because she said yeah it has a really big influence in western north Dakota. I said, oh no 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 it's much further than that you know, the reach of university of mary goes much beyond that and uh one of those i mean an example of this the opportunity that university of mary is offering here um, one of my former students he he has um Jeremy Schmaltz, Angela Schmaltz, they were students of mine at the University of North Dakota. They met, fell in love, established their family. They're both very competent, qualified individuals. They got into the teaching profession. And after a number of years, uh, Jeremy was called to seek higher education regarding counseling. And um, so he went to the University of Mary, and, he, and he's been sharing with me across the years, like, just how incredible the University of Mary has been, the staff has been, the influence in their lives, the encouragement he's received, and just how eager and excited he is, you know, to take now what he's learning and to go out um, uh, into the world. And so uh, I say that, Dr. Lamb, not to give you a big head or something, but to just <laughs> let our listeners know the impact that you, you are having there at the University of Mary. W with this program that's being offered, who who are you looking for? What are the qualifications? How does somebody become a part of this? And, and if they did apply and succeed at applying, what would they do across two years? I mean, wh what is it? Uh, give us an idea of what would take place here. Sure, absolutely. So the the part of our program here at the University of Mary that makes this very appealing to the most rural, remote communities in the state who struggle with finding um, individuals to serve in K-12 uh, counseling, it's online. So um, if you have somebody who has a ranch or somebody who has a farm or somebody who lives in our rural communities within our tribal nations, and the opportunity for them to stay home um, and continue in the work that they do in their homes to provide for their families and yet still entertain the graduate counselor degree. In other words, they don't have to leave home. You can stay home and do this degree because it is online. We have a one-week residency where the students come to campus for one week to um, engage in the deeper skills necessary to um, be a part of a student's life should they, you know, when they come to your, to your office, to your environment in the school and they want to share something that's deeply important to them. During that one-week time when the students are on campus, they go through many, many exercises in which to learn how to communicate and to receive and listen and be of help. 
all those expenses that would be incurred to, to travel, to spend time here on campus for a week, everything that they need is covered by this grant. So the, what's the exchange? I know that people say, well, what's the catch? The catch is very simple. We want you to go back into your community and serve as a counselor in a K-12 building. We've, we've trained mm-hmm. you to do this. The University of Mary has done an exemplary job in training counselors, not only in uh, K-12, but in clinical mental health specifically. This particular opportunity is weaving both of those tracks together, K-12 and clinical mental health together, because we recognize now that the role of a school counselor has moved away from career uh, career counseling, where what, what does the student want to be in there? What college do they want to go to? How will they navigate the SAT, the ACT? All those things that counselors traditionally have been involved in are becoming diminished because of the tremendous need for developing skills within mental health because that has become the forefront of what the need is in our buildings. So that shift has happened you know, in our culture over the last, what, 10, 15 years. And certainly it's amplified after our, our uh, bout with COVID and what that did to K-12s across the country. So right. the University of Mary has just, and, and their program is infused with the uh, Catholic Christian Benedictine values here at the University of Mary that are part of who we are. Um, without it, you, you, without it, we can't exist. We do not exist. And so our program is infused with that. And so they have an opportunity to take courses within anthropology that really provide enrichment to their practice. We, um, we seek to have individuals from across the state, and because it's online, it could be across the nation. But certainly our, our emphasis, the University of Mary seeks to serve the community and beyond, you know, in other words, we seek to serve the state of North Dakota, and then we then our branches go out further. Sure. And so in thinking of that, our, our, primary, our primary goal, and the reason I believe that we were successful in this opportunity, there were over 185 applications made. Only uh, 67, I believe, were funded, and the number that were funded at the level that we were is even less. So our application rose to the top, and I believe the reason why it did is because they saw the quality of our program. They they recognized um, that the faculty involved in this program were very highly skilled, and they they read the letters and the communications from superintendents and administrators across the state of North Dakota that said, we need this. We need help in our rural communities. We need help in our farm ranch and tribal areas. We need help in our urban areas. There are, what, we have uh, urban communities that what, struggle. If if somebody's listening right now and, and it's they're getting interested here, what what basic qualifications do they need in order to apply? They need to have had a bachelor's degree. So they can have a bachelor's degree in most any field and come into the counseling program and get a K twelve counseling degree at the master's level. If they don't have a license in teaching at any level, there are, I think, three to four more classes that they would take to suffice that, that level of mm-hmm. understanding with, you know, what it takes to be in a classroom. 
And so, and those are those are uh, regulations that are set by our licensing agency here in our state. But again, the grant covers those. They're online as well, and they shouldn't provide. They shouldn't appear to be a, any barrier because we've already we've already thought all that out, <laughs> and we put it in the proposal that we submitted to the Department of Education. And I, I, I believe for things like when the students come to campus. And the expenses needed to be able to do that, so it's not a burden on their families. When the students go into internship and they need support when it, during those internship hours, the grant provides that support in a stipend for them for living. You know, as we got really creative and thought, how many ways can we support? The Department of Education read our proposal and said, "This this makes sense to us. We need to fund the University of Mary." And we're in the group that's like we have Clemson and the University of Texas and the University of Florida and Georgia and Auburn. Those are the schools that were funded by this program as well. So we feel like we've made a difference in our state by being able to rise to the top and be seen from the perspective of Washington, D.C. as a viable option for our rural children. Right. And just to kind of fill in the blanks here from uh, the press release that was issued a few days ago, for this grant program, students will begin each fall for the next four years, allowing for four cohorts. And on the fifth year, during that fifth year, any of these master degree participants from the previous cohorts can choose to come back and earn a value-added credential in clinical mental health. So there are a lot of great tools that are being made available for people to our area and uh, we're, we're really excited to hear about this program, and we hope that many people take advantage of the uh, funding and the expertise that you guys are bringing to bear uh, to meet these needs uh, throughout our region. Dr. Carmelita Lamb, thank you for taking the time to uh, visit with us, and uh, blessings to you and everyone involved in the program in the uh, years to come. Well, God bless you, too. If anyone is interested, all they'd have to do is call the University of Mary and um, reach me at 355-8186, and I'd be happy to help them navigate an application. Very good. Thanks so much for that information, and blessings to you and the rest of your day. As well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, coming up next, we're going to hear from a familiar voice on our airwaves of Real Presence Radio about her adventures accompanying students at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. So we're going to get a report from the ground, you might say, coming up right after this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 